Hi, and welcome to We Are Outnumbered, the podcast where we talk about being married, having kids, and family stuff in general. I'm Anthony, and with me, as always, is my lovely wife and co-host, Kristen. Hello, everybody. Hello. (laughs) Time codes are in the description if you want to hop around to all the different things that we talk about today, and we'll get started, like we always do, with some weird news for Kristen. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready, as always. This is going to lead into what we're talking about today. Oh, It's not going to make sense to you at first, but... We'll we'll get there, okay? Okay. All right, so uh, two men rob U.S. convenience store wearing watermelon rind disguises. Oh, nice. There's a picture. It's very um, creative. And I'll I'll have a link. Using what you got, right? I guess, yeah. (laughs) yeah. So I'll, you know, because you got to see this picture. It looks as ridiculous as it sounds. Yeah. So as disguises go, this is coming from Huffington Post United Kingdom. Oh, okay. I don't know. I just search and whatever <laughs> comes up. So uh, as disguises go, these were pretty seedy. <laughs> There's a bunch of these puns in this oh, article. Goodness. And I'm reading the whole thing because it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, police in Louisa, would that be that? Louisa, Virginia? Louisa? Louisa, Virginia, took to social media on Saturday in hopes of finding two men accused of robbing a convenience store on May 6th with watermelon rinds on their head. Nice. Uh, Surveillance cameras at a Sheets story. I've never heard of that kind (laughs) of convenience store. Um, Story? Caught the scaffolds in the act. Maybe this is like, uh, because it's United (laughs) Kingdom, maybe these are some words that we don't have in our language. Uh, But they managed to elude authorities thanks to their brilliant disguises, according to the New York Post. That is until Sunday when authorities arrested 20-year-old Justin Rogers in connection with what the Post deemed the melon drama. <laughs> Rogers... <laughs> oh, goodness. Rogers was booked on three charges, according to TMZ. Misdemeanor larceny of alcohol, misdemeanor possession of alcohol by an underage person, and felony proho- pro- <laughs> prohibition of wearing a mask face covering in public. I can read. I'm learned. (laughs) Um, Police are still on the lookout for the second person, according to the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. So this this article was from like nine different things. Yeah. Um, Candace went, a customer at the convenience store where the robbery took place, thought the disguises fell in that thin line between stupid and clever. (laughs) I think it's ridiculous, innovative, but ridiculous, when told... uh, W-R-I-C-T-V, the amount of work you have to do to actually hollow out a watermelon to stick your head in it, uh, stick on your head, I think is kind of crazy. <laughs> There's so, a lot of work. Uh, yeah, so um, that's interesting. <laughs> what, 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 do you, what do you think? Okay, first of all, when was is this the, recent? Uh, May. Oh, okay. No, okay. Because I was like, wait, they got in trouble for wearing a mask? No, no, they <laughs> robbed the convenience store. <laughs> no, I know. I'm saying, like, one of the, the uh, one of their charges was like... Oh, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, so I guess this would have been before that. Yeah. <laughs> but sorry, that stuck out Technically, me. we're all breaking yes. the law while also... <laughs> Break, not not breaking? breaking the law? Yeah. Um, Just, I, no, it's that's... probably, there's intent behind it. Yes, probably. yes. Um, but no, that's, I think... Uh, of course, what they did was wrong. Of course, but would you be proud to... of them as a mother, though? <laughs> Maybe for their creativity, but not for breaking the <laughs> law. <laughs> I do like their creativity, though. Yeah, it's it's not bad, right? Yeah, 
Um, yeah, maybe not robbing a store, right. but, you know. Right. Um, and it looks as ridiculous as it, It's you, exactly what you picture in yeah, your mind. They literally hollowed out like a pumpkin, <laughs> like a jack-o'-lantern, but they used a watermelon. Yeah. There's two like... little eye holes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they let it dry out. Can you imagine going Ugh. like, hey, we robbed this store, although they're, they're robbing alcohol, so maybe they're, you maybe know. Maybe they are, were already. In... In, in, inebriated inebriated yeah <laughs> um but yeah so yeah. interesting there very interesting um i wonder if a watermelon like if we take the the idea of it and use that as a face shield going into stores there right you now, go it might work would that work it might a, it'd be very heavy and breathing yeah <laughs> Like These really... guys only had eye holes. They didn't make a thing for like their mouth oh, to man. breathe. I mean, I I don't. I have to go back and look at the picture again. But <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have um, some interesting people that live in this world. <clears throat> so here's my question for you, and the and as we move into the topic for the day, mm-hmm. um, is is that the parents' fault? Did they do something when they were a kid that has caused them to to uh, <laughs> which part <laughs> to empty out? <laughs> <laughs> watermelons uh and then rob a store <laughs> well i have no idea i i very rarely unless it's like a certain situation would blame stuff on parents because i know what crazy stuff our kids do and we're like wait where'd that come from <laughs> right um, so, <laughs> i mean hey it could be it could have been something from their childhood <laughs> Yeah, so our topic today is basically, um, are we breaking our children? Right. Um, are we breaking our children? Which, if you go back to like the very first yeah. time that we talked about having children, one of the early fears is that we're going to screw up yes. this person's life. Yes. Um, and so I was coming, when we're talking about what we might want to talk about today, I was scrolling through articles that I've saved. Mm-hmm. And one that was semi-recent was uh, from Business Insider by Amy M- Morin. Um, 10 toxic behaviors from parents that make children less functional in adulthood. <laughs> um, and so uh, there's there's 10. Yes. I thought we could maybe, we might split this up between two weeks or we'll just kind of go through. And I, and I will say, I went in reading this just assuming that I'm going to disagree with all of it, that it's some new age, yeah. you know, parent rearing of some kind, because we tend to be a little bit more old school. And uh, I ended up agreeing with like ninety percent of it. I maybe I would take some of them in a different direction, right? Um, but I just wanted to go through this and just see, you know, yeah. Um, and then kind of we can have some final thoughts and stuff uh, each time. But um, so we'll we'll watch the time and we'll do at least five and then maybe break it up to next time. Sounds good. So what I'll do is I will read it. Um, this person is a therapist, and so they're just kind of. Um, I guess they were responding. There was a book. I, there's some political stuff at the beginning. I don't <laughs> want to get into all that. Um, but just, you know, according to her, these are 10 toxic parenting behaviors that can make children less functional in adulthood. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to... They're messed up forever. Right. Or they're, they're <laughs> going to hollow out a watermelon right. and rob <laughs> convenience stores. But um, so I'll read the, the whole thing. And also I'm going to put a link of this article down in the description. Um, but... I'll, I'll read the, the point, what this the therapist says about it, and then we'll just kind of, what's been our experience? What have we seen? Do we agree with it? All that kind of good stuff. And I'd love to hear from people too. Um, so if you're like, you're hearing these and one hits you, I'd love just yes. comment, you know, Facebook, 
whatever uh email i mean i think everything is linked in the description (laughs) all that kind of stuff so um yeah all right so number one shielding kids from pain while you don't want to expose kids to pain just for the purpose of toughening them up you also don't want to shield them from all discomfort whether a parent insists the coach put their kid on the team and can i just say when i was reading this earlier i kept saying couch (laughs) i'm having a rough morning reading and i'm like what why would you put the couch couch put their kid on the what couch um whether a parent insists the coach put their kid on the team or say their missing cat is on vacation uh kids who lack experience dealing with pain often become adults who crumble when they encounter adversity Mm. so what what do you think about that maybe we should give a agree disagree and then our opinion on it um, actually, this is one that we actually encounter a lot, I feel like, with um, working with parents and kids. Um, I, I agree with this totally. Now, I, d- I do agree with the first part, definitely. Like, we, you don't want to cause your child pain just to learn a lesson. Yes. But life is life. We live in a broken world. Pain is... It's just a naturally occurring thing. And I think um, as things come up in life, like as a toddler, they skin their knee. You know, you you take care of it. You you show them that it's going to be okay. You know, you don't, I mean, you try to, you know, help them not to fall, but it's going to happen eventually. But when that happens, you're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Of course, you comfort them first, you know, but you show them, okay, we're going to clean it up. We make sure that it's all taken care of. And then you move on past it. Um, even as they get a little older, there's going to be disappointments. There's going to be people that you can't control that that could cause harm or like emotional harm. You can't control every aspect of your child's life and they can't control every aspect as they get older. So the I think the younger that they learn to deal with smaller pains or hurts, disappointments, it, it helps it build its building blocks to learn as they get older to deal with pain. Yeah, I also 100, 150%, 200% <laughs> agree with this one. Um, and I... I've, I've, we've seen these effects of, of kids that were completely in bubble wrap. Yeah. You know, that they weren't, you know, the parents would even, you know, ask for, you know, if the kid got, you know, made fun of by another kid, they wanted to have, you know, huge meetings, you know, just like, like, I mean, bubble wrap to the extreme and what I see as you know, because I mean, we've been around families for so long. We, I mean, we we see some twenty and thirty year olds now that we right. saw as kids. Well, no, twenty year olds. Twenty year olds. Yeah, twenty year olds. <laughs> We're not. That I was old. like, I'm not that old. Um, twenty year olds, and and I and it's I I I can see the effect it's had on them that they mm-hmm. they can't. It's like they're learning as an adult how to handle bigger hurts, right? And they had they they just they literally can't. Yeah. They literally they like can't. shut down. Yeah, because they were never allowed to deal with the smaller hurts. And and an example in here, like uh, that, this person gave was the you know the missing cat is on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about this in length about why we have pets. Right. Why not only do I just love animals, but I want to have the conversations about death and things like that with a hamster rather than grandma. Yeah. You know, like it's <coughs> it's painful and it's not. Um, 
you know, and it's not an easy part of being a parent is dealing with those hurts and pains. But the more the kids, it's all, it's like skipping to me. It's almost like if you're in school and you go, you, you take your eighth grader, you know, or whatever you take your eight year old, let's say you yeah. take your eight year old, they never learned basic addition and subtraction. Right. But then when they're 18, you're asking them to take calculus right, and to succeed and why are they failing at calculus? Right. It's because at eight, they never learned how to add and subtract. Yes. And um, when we put so much bubble wrap around our kids, we don't let them skin their knee. We don't let them, you know, take any emotional hits here and there. Um, it, 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 that's what it is. You're not teaching them how, what two plus two is. Yeah. And then when they get older and it's bigger things on a social level you know social physical economical level it's that much and more complicated you know where there's more gray area and more things like that they they just they they fail and they can't handle it and it's i we're doing a disservice when you put them and again like what you said we're not going to go out and cause these issues (laughs) and we want to protect them and we warn them and some kids react to that they, you know, hey, you're gonna some. you're gonna yes. get hurt if you do this, right? <laughs> right? There's a hole in front of you. You will fall in that. And some kids, they'll take that and they understand. You know what? Oh, I've fallen in a hole before. I will take your warning. Other kids go, I, I bet there is, and they'll jump in. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, you do what you can to offer. I think it's a difference between offering guidance, yes, and wanting your kid to be a robot. Yeah. You know, like eventually they're going to leave the nest Mm -hmm. as much as you don't want them to. They are, or maybe you do want them to, (laughs) Um, but you know what I mean? Like you're, they have to learn to adapt and pain is part of life. It's what makes you grow. Pain is not a bad, it's not always a bad thing. It's (laughs) hard, but pain is what makes you grow. We, We have, we feel pain to keep from hurting ourselves. Yeah. Like you go to touch an oven. Oh, I burned my finger. Well, now you know it if you would have left it on there longer, it, much worse. it could have been worse. <laughs> right. It's better for the little pain in the short term than have a long-term inability to react, yeah. to adapt, and to heal. I think um, probably the most important thing to learn from this is, yes, you guide, you try to offer wisdom, um, but if something does happen... You teach them how to work through that, yes. like learning how to work through the pain, and um, yeah, so yeah, they can adapt that this, as they get older. This may come up in later ones because um, I'm forgetting mm-hmm. what you know. Sometimes when I read through it a couple times, yeah. I forget what is where. <laughs> um, but I, I remember the the article. I remember we talked about an article one time about like kids making mistakes. I think we talked about that yeah. and how like you don't want to like yell at them if they drop the milk. You, know, right. you, you want to, you teach through it. You teach them how to clean it so up. So <laughs> they're not afraid to make a mistake, but you're also teaching them, you know, maybe why did this happen? Yeah. What could we have done better in the future? And then let's just clean it up. You yeah. know, it is what it is. Mistakes will happen. Let's do our best to clean it up. Um, and, and here I think it's, it's, it's very similar to that where yes. you're, you, you need to give them the tools to overcome the pain. Right. And to learn through it. And I, you know, people... People think I'm cruel sometimes, but like, and you know, I don't let our kids 
beat me at stuff <laughs> very rarely like and this is just a funny thing you know yeah. like whether it's board games video games um where you know if we're whatever it is i don't i you know i might not go i'm not gonna go play as hard, hard like there yeah. but i'm also not gonna let them beat me you know um just to make them feel good yeah just to make them feel good i want them to understand you will be defeated but that doesn't mean you can't number one have fun Mm-hmm. And number two, just keep get, trying, get better. keep getting better. Yeah. You know, like things are not going to be handed to you on a silver platter. Right. Like, you know, like you said, we live in a broken world. They need to learn how to operate in it. And the right. sooner you teach them those basics and give them some tools, it will apply. I mean, there there is nothing worse than seeing older kids and, and you know, adults, adults mm-hmm. where they just... You know, anytime anything happens to them and they, they're feeling whatever kind of pain it is and it just completely destroys their whole world. Yeah. And they're down for years. Right. Sometimes, you know, um, I've had friends who I know they were bubbled and um, I look at them now and they, they, they took one or two hits and they're like late 20s and they're like in their 40s now and they still haven't recovered. And yeah. I mean, we're talking decades. Yeah. And it's just like, not everyone will be that extreme. Right. You know, but we do need to give our kids the tools. Right. And we need to let them feel some discomfort and pain once yeah. in a while. Um, not causing it. No. But, you know, and, and there's times that, you know, you make, an, you make an educated, sometimes you see your kid knowing that they're going to fail or feel some pain. Maybe you don't reach out and grab them that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, like you, you, you let. It, I'm not saying, oh, they're looking over a cliff. No. Right. You know. You know. But I, I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know, hey, I see a situation happening in the schoolyard. You know, where they might feel some pain. Maybe don't rush over and and you know stop the the name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. You don't let things get abusive and, right. and really bad. But I think sometimes. We, we just rush too fast. Mm-hmm. It's okay to let a little bit of that pain in so that you can then have conversations of how to deal with it. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's the most important thing right there is have a conversation about the pain and right. how to, how to move on. Yeah. You know, and, and like even the example they give here too, the other one about, you know, yelling at the coach to put your kid in. Yeah. Like to me, I, you know, I mean, now there's other situations, but for the most part, if you're not getting in, it's because you're terrible. Like, let's go practice, you know, let's, let's yeah. be better. Or maybe this isn't your thing. Hey, that there's a lesson in life. <laughs> maybe you're not good at this. Let's try something different. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I feel like we've known people in the past that they are stuck on this one thing and everybody wants them to do this one thing. And may, that just maybe wasn't their gifting, you know, and, and it's okay. Your kid is not good at every. Our kids are not good at everything, yeah. you know. Um, and so sometimes we need to try your best. And if you're not. If that's not your thing, deal with that pain. Right. You know, try, sometimes you have to move on and try something else. And that, you know, sometimes that leads to much bigger things. You're like, oh, wow, I never thought about trying this, you know. And then you're like super good at it. Yeah. And it and it's like a passion of yours sometimes. Yeah, it it's always better to have the uncomfortable and hard discussions because greater things can come out of it. Yeah. You know? Um and it it teaches your kids also adapt adaptability 
which is important. They need to be able to adapt and, and grow. If anything else in life, adaptability is one of the main <laughs> things you have to, I mean, if look at this pandemic, yeah, you know, like if that has taught us anything, it's, it's those that can adapt thrive. Right. You know, and, and part of that is, you know, knowing when to adapt. So. Right. Um, anything else on that one? No, I think, I think it's good. All right. <laughs> number two, invalidating their feelings. So on 10 toxic behaviors that can affect, uh, less functional children into their adulthood. Number two, according to this therapist, is invalidating their feelings. Telling kids to stop worrying or stop crying sends a message that their feelings are bad. It teaches them that they need to hide their feelings or fight those emotions. They may grow up to mask their feelings or numb their pain in unhealthy ways. I I do agree with this one, um, but I think it's also a hard one for parents, just speaking from like personal experience, because when you tell them like, stop worrying, stop crying, it's not because you want to cause them harm. You want them to stop feeling that you're like, Oh no, I don't want my, I don't want my kid to worry. I don't want them to be upset. But like, I, I've, I've been trying this for a while, but like when they're crying, I'll be like, okay, I see that you're upset what's going on? Like, talk to me, what's going on? I, you know, why, what, what are you worried about? What's going on? Maybe we can work through why you're worried about those things. Maybe it's like not enough information about something or thinking they're going to fail. Like when you get to those, they can talk out their feelings. Yeah. Um, I agree with this one with stipulations. Mm. You know, um, I, I, I think it does go back to a deeper conversation, like not just throwing it out. Like there are times where, you know, a kid is crying and I, I, I was going to go here second, but I'll go here first. (laughs) So there's time where your kid is crying and it's just annoying because they're crying because their crayon fell on the floor. Right. (laughs) You know, like, you know, just something ridiculous. And you're just like, what? Stop crying. You know, like that's, you know, and, um, I understand, I I think as I've gotten older, I've realized um, we have to put ourselves in their shoes. Right. Um, To them, that is the biggest problem in (laughs) the universe. Their favorite crayon is broken. Yes. And I guess, and and this is, this has changed for me over the years because I look at, you know, problems that you and me struggle with that would make us upset or cry. There's people that are 20 years older than us that look at us and would be like, why are you worried about that? (laughs) What's wrong with you? How many times have we literally in the last year looked at some of the young adults in our lives that are in their, let's say between 20 and 25, and they are totally obsessed and worried about finding a partner to spend the rest of their life with. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so young. <laughs> Get over it. Right? Like yes. to me, but you even go, hey, how are you feeling when you graduated and you weren't dating anybody? Right. And you were kind of going into your career, not having anybody. <laughs> how are you feeling? I'm like, all right, all right. You got well, me. I've had to do the same thing. You know, I, I have to look back and be like, oh wait, what was I feeling during that time? Because you do forget. You forget. And, and you- also like the biggest worry or thing that would make you upset where you are right now 
it seems like the biggest thing in your life. And yes. so for a three-year-old who drops their crayon, yeah. <laughs> to them, that is world ending. That yeah. is, they're never going to find a spouse. <laughs> they're not going to be able to buy a house. They're having a career, you know, uh, crisis. They're, you know what I mean? Like yes. to them, that is that. And I think we have to have that mindset with our children. Yeah. We, we have to, for, we for, like you said, we forget. <laughs> we, do. we forget. And so taking the extra moment of just, you know, and I, I feel like you, this is where the bubble, the first one comes yeah. in, um, you know, that feeling a little bit of pain. I, I think we do need to take the time to, to validate and say, Hey, I know this is really upsetting. <laughs> and then that next step though, of how do we deal with it now? Right. You know, Hey, yeah, it fell and it broke, but Hey, that crayon, we can get another one. It's okay. <laughs> You know, there's more in the world. There, there's more, you know, like take, I think taking that time to have the extra conversation. Yeah. And I think there is times that we have to say, Hey, I know this is a big deal now, but you'll see maybe in a week, you know, maybe that isn't, this isn't such a big deal. Like teaching them that there's always, it will some, get better. It, it will get better. And there's a bigger mountain. Yes. That's in, yeah. coming up, you know? Um, I, I mean, that sounds kind of like. Uh, you know, let's sap the hope out of their right. lives too. I mean, it, it's a, it's You're a delicate. You're going to have bigger and bigger problems. You life. think this is a problem. You wait five years. Um, uh, but yeah, I think there's a balance. There's a balance there. Yeah. Of, of understanding and, and we have to put ourselves in their shoes. Um, you know, but I, and I, I think this, this is where, I'm always careful with this one because some people will take this to both extremes. Yes, and it, it's a it, this is a delicate dance um, because it, there are times where it's like, oh my gosh, it's a crayon, <laughs> but we have to take a moment to realize, yes, but that is their their they don't know if they can pay the mortgage this month. <laughs> right, you, you have to take that into account. Yeah. Now, if you've got a ten, this is where I think the line is is careful. If you've got a ten year old who drops a crayon. And they're losing their ever-loving mind. <laughs> you may need to take that. That might be a little bit of a different conversation of like, hey, this is something little. Like, yeah. this is not really something that you should still be getting upset about. Yeah. Why are you getting upset about this? Right. You know, so it, like that may be that. That's where I think the line and knowing your kid and also knowing what tools you've given them. Right. Because it goes back to the first one. If you, until they were 15, you never... Let gave them, them any yeah. of these tool of dealing with situations they might still be getting upset over a crayon falling on the floor yeah and you may have to be like okay well let's we need to do a crash course on all these tools <laughs> that i haven't given yet um but you know and even for us as we're learning yeah we go you know that first kid i feel bad we're both first kids <laughs> kaylee's the first first kid is like trial and error you know like you, you go back and, you're, and it's just like oh my gosh you know i would have done so many things different <laughs> but it it is you know you it is what it is you're, yeah. you're we're learning too but yeah so i, I it's a delicate balance so i say i agree yes. with certain stipulations of you know yeah but it, it does and all of, we always come back to if, if we've learned anything from this podcast <laughs> we always come back to having honest, honest open conversations yes. with your kids so do you have anything else for that one no I think we will. We'll, we'll do five and yeah. then five next week. Yeah, I think. Um, all right. So number three, uh, praising their achievements only. Uh, when parents praise kids for getting a perfect score in a math test or the most points in a game, they teach them that their accomplishment, uh, 
I'm struggling reading today. <laughs> Accomplishments matter more than anything else. Kids who only hear praise for their achievements rather than putting in the hard work it took to get there or their willingness to be brave and try something where they may fail may grow up to be adults who think they need to succeed at all costs. They might be willing to lie, cheat, and steal so they come out a winner. When I first read this, um, I guess I was a little unclear on on how to answer this because um, you do praise their achievements, but like, how practically do you... I think... The only example that came to my head was, um, like, if you have a child who, they're not so great in a subject, so they're not getting perfect scores every time, but you notice that they've tried their hardest, and they get, like, almost all of them right, and like, man, I saw how hard you worked, you, I saw that you were studying this, and you're putting, like, I think that's that's the example (laughs) that came to my mind. But um, yeah, go go ahead. Well, I I I I also struggled with agree disagree. Yeah. Um, ideally, and I think it's because it's it uh, achievements is subjective. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I would struggle. Ideally, with too. we should be encouraging our kids with whatever they 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 try. Yeah. Um, and also encouraging them. Yeah, I'm going to go to sports for this yeah. example. <laughs> um, I I think there comes a point there. Again, this delicate line. For the most part, if I started something, I was encouraged to finish it, even yeah. if I wasn't good at it. So, you know, you know, baseball, these different things. Um, I at one time I think I finally like I hated baseball. I was, <laughs> but it was the American thing to do. You know, first child. Um, and so I I did like four years of baseball, uh, starting at like six. So like from six to ten or something like that. I did baseball. And I hated it. Um, I mean, no, okay. I like T-ball. I like coach pitch. As soon as the kids started throwing balls at my head, that's a whole other different situation. Um, And so I I just... um, Sorry, got a text message. Uh, I think... I'm trying to put to words here. Yeah. Um, You know, I think like... I lost my train of thought because I, I see this is what happens. I didn't turn my phone off. I should always <laughs> turn my phone off um, during the thing. Uh, I was just trying to silence it. But anyways, okay. So baseball, like I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. Um, as soon as like the kids started throwing the balls, I just, I, you know, and the thing is, I, I wasn't a big fan anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I was terrible at it. Like I just wasn't good at baseball. I wasn't really good at sports as a kid. Like I didn't start actually get well i found hockey i was pretty good at that and then as a teenager really it wasn't until i was like 17 that like (laughs) things started like i don't know i could catch things you know like it just i was a late bloomer for all that kind of stuff and um but i i was encouraged to complete it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i even like that final season i was like i do not want to do this anymore you know, and I think it's because I had stuck through it so much that yeah. my parents were like, "All right, fine. Yeah, you know, you, you don't four have years to, of it. <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore. If you want to, if you want to quit this, you can. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, I, I. But then I look at like, so right after that, they're like, "Well, do you want to do sports?" And I was like, "I want to play basketball." Mm-hmm. So we go in, and again, I'm not the most athletic kid at the time, and uh. 
we we walk into I think it was the YMCA mm-hmm. is what we're doing this this league with. And we walk in and they like put a number on our back. It's like an NBA draft. <laughs> I'm like 11, just to be clear, I'm 11 years old. And it's like it's like an NBA, you know, workout draft, yeah. like a combine. They have us running drills. I've never just to be I want to be very clear. I've never dribbled a basketball. Aww. Never. I've never held a basketball, right? And I'm going in here, and and this is what we're experiencing, right? And so my dad goes in with one of our neighbors, because the neighbor was like, oh, I know basketball. I'll coach it. (laughs) He walks in with a briefcase. There's nothing even in his briefcase. (laughs) You know, my dad, he's like, oh, Mike, come assistant coach. My dad's like, I know nothing about... I just had, he was playing baseball for four years. I didn't even, I still don't understand baseball. <laughs> you know, like they grew up hockey and, yeah. and but we're in South Florida, so there's not a lot of hockey. And so then you all right, I'll, I'll assistant coach, whatever, fine. Um, they get into the draft room and like, you know, the, the parents, you get your kid on your team and then you just draft. So my dad was like, you know, looked at this board. He started drafting from the bottom. bottom. Yeah. He's like, I want this kid. I want this kid. And just picking whoever just to you know like it was like these kids you know so our team was not good we we won one game that's it we won one game that whole season and it was against like the best team in the league it was you could make a movie from it um they just came in just thinking they were going to trash us and at that point it was late in the season we had actually all these kids who had never played before we were starting to learn how to play a little bit so the combination of them thinking they were just going to trounce us and uh, and us getting from being absolutely horrible to average for an 11 year old kid yeah. you know what i mean yeah um i we we ended up beating them but uh that was the most fun we've had like we i went to practices we we enjoyed it um they they weren't the league wasn't even going to give us trophies so like my dad and the name like they went and just bought us trophies anyway you know just like because they're like this is ridiculous like 11 year olds having fun in the in in a community thing um but i look at that and i'm like i had so much fun because we we didn't care about winning we didn't care about anything it was just go have fun yeah. And and it, it, if this is something you enjoy enjoy it and when we would lose and we would get upset you know, um, my parents were just like, did you have fun? Well, yeah, I had fun. I was throwing the ball. Like, <laughs> then who cares? Right. You know, just just have fun. You know, there, there's certain things that you need to go crazy at. And there's other things that as long as you, you know, that whole time I practiced, I was outside throwing yeah. the ball up. I, 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 it's not something I just like showed up for the games and didn't put any work in. And so they encouraged me. And I think that's, that's whatever you define as an achievement. Yeah. You know, a lot of times in life, and and I I'm lucky to have parents that did this for me. Mm-hmm. They're like, did did you try hard? Did you do this? Then the outcome doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, like it matters, but yes. it doesn't. <laughs> you know, um, as long as you did your That's best your, and you worked hard, those are the achievements <laughs> that we're gonna sell us that we will celebrate. Right. And if it turns out, oh, you win the championship or whatever the equivalent is for what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, you know that great, and even in school. Yeah. And this is where you have to be careful about what your kid's personality is. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm a perfectionist. And so like to me, if I don't get 100%, I do this in video games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll walk away from a video game because I get so frustrated that I can't get 100%. <laughs> you know, I can't do something 100% or I need all A's. And there were so many, you know, for my personality, it was it was hard for me to get like a B. Mm-hmm. So my parents constantly would have to tell me, it, did you did you do the best you can? Yeah. 
then you, I mean, could you have studied more? No, I studied. Could you have done extra credit? No, I did the extra credit. Okay, you got a B. <laughs> good job. You know, like like chill out. Good job. Yeah. So it, for this one, I just I think it's what you see as an accomplishment. Yeah. You know, and it should be the the work that gets there. Right. You know. Um, I think does that make sense? Yeah. I got thrown off in the middle. <laughs> like I, I I wasn't sure where I wanted to go with it, but I think that's what it is. It's what you. We need to define any. You know. There's a lot of things that we can define as an achievement. Yeah. You know, um, uh, as long as we're teaching the kids to try. Right. You know, try and try new things. Like you, like what you were saying is, and it goes back to the one before that. Too, yes. Of, they all kind of lead into each other. If they're not good at something, encourage them to try something new. And, it, and I would praise that. Like, hey, this is, it's awesome that you tried this. Hey, it didn't work out. Maybe let's try something new. Right adaptability yeah you know um but yeah do you have anything else no um okay i mean i rambled through that one <laughs> number four living vicariously through their children through their kids uh parents have unhealed emotional wounds too and it can be tempting to try and live through your kids as a way to heal those wounds but when a parent insists that a child try to reach their own unrealized dreams their children are likely to grow up without a strong sense of self uh, they may be resentful toward their parents and also being dependent on them uh, to help make decisions. Wait, can I just go back to that other one real quick? Yeah. This I remember now. Because <laughs> at the end it said they might be more willing to lie, cheat, and steal so they come out as a winner. Yeah. That seems real extreme to me. Yeah. I understand the sentiment behind right. it. And I think that's why I was like like on the fence. Right. Uh, but I was like, okay, not... You not know, every person. I don't... I, like... I. Not every per. I don't want it to be fearful that like, hey, when they win, you don't have to be like, oh, okay. right. You know, like, no, like we can celebrate. Wins. It's not yeah. going to turn them into like a lying, yeah. cheating, stealing person. <laughs> and I don't think that's what they were trying to right. portray here. I, I understand like that would be the extreme that if you're only praising the win yeah. and not any of the anything else in between, yeah. then I guess. But it's like. That is extreme. I, that seems extreme. <laughs> okay. So number four, living vicariously through your kids. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of parents do this, even um, not even thinking about it, like unconsciously do it. Like, I think you had experiences as a kid that meant so much to you that you're like, oh, I want my kid to experience this, but it has to be the exact same way. Right. And um, it's different. Like each kid has their own experience. I struggle with this one too, because I'm like, oh my goodness, I want them to experience this. And, I, and I'm not like trying to... I don't think I'm trying to attain unreached dreams, but just experience wise, like having the same experiences and stuff, but they are a whole, whole new person. So they will have their own experiences and stuff. Yeah. I actually don't have a lot to say with this. Yeah. I, I semi agree with this. Um, I, I just, uh, I, well, I a hundred percent what you said. I, I think we there are certain experiences that we're like, oh, this was so great. Right. And and I don't know if that's exactly what they're trying to get at here. I think it's like, oh, I I I didn't get to become a professional. I'm everything right. is sports right now. <laughs> I didn't even get to become a professional baseball player. You have to become a professional yeah. baseball player. I, I think that's wrong. Yeah. Like I think you just gotta let your kids you throw a bunch of stuff at them and see what they end up liking right. and then encourage that. Yeah. You know, because um, everyone has a different personality. Yes. Uh, and you just kind of, they. I it, I think it's best to have well-rounded kids. Yes, I you agree. You know, um, 
and uh, so I really don't have a whole lot. Yeah. Just just encourage your kids if they show so an interest try. in something, <laughs> try it. Yeah, try a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, and it that that ends up being way better. Um, because I, I you do I I've you know oh I I have seen kids and different things like oh well I hate I hate you know baseball now because my dad always made me play it yeah. and it's like well wow you loved baseball and instead of kind of making that an in a, a a nice thing or a, you know you made it this poison basically right. um so it and it's funny I think you can go a little bit in the opposite direction yeah like oh yeah like my myself my brother we all love hockey my dad didn't my dad who loved hockey grew up with hockey and part of it is because we're in south florida but never really like told us he's like oh i wanted you guys to like your own things we're like well you could have shared a little bit you know like we missed out on like 10 years of our life with no hockey you know 12 years of our life with no hockey so i i think there's a balance i think you can go so far in one direction that you're like oh i want to i want them to fully figure out what they like yeah but then there's also a don't overboard just share it, i mean know? share your experiences i think kids want to hear your experiences and what you did because They've never experienced it before. So telling them about your experiences, I don't think is, I think is a great thing to do. Yeah. And sharing that, like, yeah. you know, and, and, um, yeah, yeah. And let, let them let try them whatever. Share, yeah. If it's not their thing, it's not their thing. Right. You know, uh, um, except chess. I'm forcing all my children <laughs> to learn chess. They need a name. Um, but yeah, like, I think it's it just be in the middle. Yeah. That's with most things, but yeah, I think we need to be in the middle, um, uh so all right anything else for that no all right the final one for today and then we'll attack the rest next week uh number five expecting perfection setting the bar high can be good for kids it teaches them that they could do more than they think but expecting perfection could cause them to feel like they can't measure up they may grow up to feel as though they aren't good enough because they couldn't achieve what you told them they could i think this kind of goes back into the third one a little bit yeah um a lot of the same sen- sentiments, but I mean, yeah, we, none of us are perfect and we can't expect perfection all the time, but I think it is important to set a bar of expectation that bar can move. It doesn't have to stay stationary. Um, but I think they need something to shoot for, but yes, perfection that we can, none of us are perfect. So right. we can't expect it, them to be perfect. I completely agree with this one. And I think it needs to be, it all comes down to expectations. Yes. You know, um, I, we need to set realistic expectations. Right. You know, we shouldn't expect our three-year-old to be doing calculus. You know what <laughs> <No>? I mean? <laughs> like, I think it's realistic expectations and adjusting the bar based on the kid. Yeah. Um, I, I, and every kid is different. Yep. You know, you have a kid like me who already needs perfection. Yeah. If my parents constantly demanded that, I would be even, you know, I, I would be more messed up yeah. than I already feel like I am with this like OCD <laughs> perfectionism that I put on myself. Yeah. You know, and so every kid is different while there are other kids that probably need a little. So like for me, the bar can actually be a little bit lower so that I feel like I didn't let people down. Right. Like I have this thing that I feel like I'm going to let someone down. Yeah. Like I, that's just, it's part of my personality. Mm-hmm. And so the bar for me can be lower. So, because it, it gives me a little boost knowing that I can jump over that bar. Right. That I, I hit that bar and went, you know, but for someone else that maybe is not, doesn't have that, 
they may need the bar a little bit higher yes. of like, hey, you know, maybe just laying in bed all day isn't the... <laughs> you're capable of more. Like you're capable just... <laughs> of more. So I, I think that bar needs to move and I, and evaluation needs to happen on, on a consistent yes, basis of being able to say, hey, you know, we set this bar... Did we set it too high? What do you think? You know, and, and hey, you did a great job. Like you did your best, you know, whether you made it or didn't make it and open, honest conversation. That's what it all comes down to. And it, I think it, it's a, it's a team. Yeah. Our, your family should be looked at as a team. Yeah. I feel like that, that it's not, it's not parents versus kids. It's right. not, it's not, you know, you're not trying to build the perfect human. <laughs> Um, even though you might want to try, you may want to try, but it's, it's, it's a teamwork thing, especially as they get older when they're, you know, you know, later, you know, kid, kid to teenagers to things like having open and honest conversations of like, Hey, you know, maybe we put this bar too high or maybe we put this bar too low. Like you, we thought you, you know, this, you doing this certain thing would take two weeks. You did it in a day. Did we set this too low? Like, what do you think? What do you think you're capable of? You or know. seeing, you know, hey, you got this far. Maybe we can bump it up a little bit here. You right. Know, see, just see what you are capable of. You yeah. know, seeing what your it's potential just is. Being supportive and, and really look at yourself. What bar do you want put on right. you? Right. Right. You know, we we shouldn't put bars on our kids that are too high. And for your again, per, this is a case by case, kid by kid. Yes. Because like you know, I'm a perfectionist. Avery is not. Right. So if I put the bar, my bar of what I think onto Avery, I'm going to, I'm going to hurt Avery. Yeah. You know, like I, and so like, you know, I, it's, it's knowing each personality and knowing what it is, you know, yeah. and, and having conversations with them about it. Right. And with yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of just like, Hey, you know, what would you want on you? And it does, you know, like Kaylee is a lot like me. So yeah. I know the bars that I would want in my life, I can probably put on her. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it's, it's different. So yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Any yeah. final thoughts just for this section? I think I'm think I'm good on this. All right. I would just say I team. Yeah. Family's a team. That's work yeah. as a team and a lot of communication. Um, you know, cause if you don't communicate, you can't, you know, email like, well, how do I communicate with a two year old? you know, or a one-year-old, just slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it, it's just di- different things. And you you, you just, and it gets easier as they get older, obviously, and they can kind of talk and express their yeah. feelings. Because it's also frustrating for a parent. If you're a parent of, like, a kid that's under, I mean, really five, five, six years old, you know, they still are learning how to put to words what they're feeling right and so it's a struggle as a parent and so you've got to really kind of try to put yourselves in their shoes i remember i think it was like a week or two ago michael was so trying so hard to tell me about something but he wasn't quite getting the right word and i was trying so hard to understand what he was saying and he was getting so frustrated because he was like no mom it's blah 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 i don't even remember what it was but and we were just getting frustrated. So I was like, okay, tell me about this thing. Like, I'm trying right. to f- diffuse the frustration. But yeah, that, sorry, that just popped in yeah. my mind. <laughs> I, I think you have to you have to remember, no matter what age they are, they are still younger than you. Right. So whether they're 15 or 5, yeah. um, they're still developing. 
and they have a lot less life experience than you, you can't expect them to jump to you. Yeah. You have to go to them. That's true. You know, so you have to put yourself in their shoes because they, they literally can't put themselves in yours. Yeah. They can't get all that life experience. They can't get what they, 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 they just can't. Right. And so we have to kind of go to their space and figure out how we felt at that point or how we would have dealt with that. And then, then we can really get yeah progress and help them, give them the tools that, and maybe we never got the tools. Yeah. But it's still, it's going to be easier for us to go and learn what these tools are and hand them to them than they expect for them to get it on their right. own <laughs> and then somehow explain it to us, <laughs> you know, because that, that's our, that is our job and responsibility as parents is yeah. to give our kids the tools to then succeed. Exactly. You know, um, which is not always easy no. <laughs> because we don't, you know, we don't necessarily have all the tools, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, so just we try our best. We try our best. Try our best and encourage each yes. other that you know what? We're doing our best. We are doing our best. You know, and that your family is a, it's a team. Your yeah. kids are part of that team. Yes. You know, and so the more everybody succeeds, the 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 easier it will be. Yeah. So, all right. Uh let's move on to our success and failure for the week. All right. So my my success/failure. I'm going to kind of continued from last week what we said at the end i started having like daily 30 minutes with each kid like whatever they want to do i'm theirs for 30 minutes and it's been really good my failure part we missed a few days last week certain children were very upset about that <laughs> but i have noticed during these times that it's nice to like i'm not focused on anything else except for what they're doing like my mind is not on I mean, I've had to work on this, but it's not on like all the other stuff that I have to do. <laughs> but I know that these, like, I put a limit on it, you know, so I do, I can do those other things, but putting that limit, 30 minutes is theirs. It, it's been really good. And I, I think it's been, it's been fun for all of us. Yeah, it's good. Um, for me, I'm going to, this is both a success and a failure, like most things in life. Uh, everything, yeah, uh, pretty so much. So we are struggling with Michael at the moment because he has fallen in love with video games, like yeah. his father. <laughs> um, uh, you know, uh, but the problem is when we're like, hey, it's time to take a break. You need to do something else. Yeah. He just sits on the couch or <laughs> comes and sits and just follows you and me around. Yeah. Or like, I've even been like, can I just get rid of all the toys in your room? No. I'm like, why? You don't use them. Yeah. Um, and so we both have had multiple conversations, especially of late of like, Michael, you've got to, you know, you've got to be well-rounded. So go play a board game, go outside, go build something. Like we know you yeah. like building. So build with all, you have tons of Legos and building blocks and you have, car tracks oh my gosh car tracks you have, so he could build a, a hot wheels track around the house yeah. um we're like sort of like you have to you can't just when we take away the thing that you really like love doing right now you can't just sit there wait around wait around <laughs> so yeah so i i don't know it's just it's like i feel good oh you found something cool and that he and loves that, that you love yeah. to do and you're getting really good at it and yeah. things like that but at the same time it's like Oh my gosh! Okay, where have we failed here to get hit? And more, than, it, it's a phase, and yes. I understand that. Yeah. But you know, um, and we, I, I think, I think this might be us struggling a little bit with youngest child. It could be because 
he has always had someone do things with him. Yes. And the That's other very two... very true. And this has been since he was... He's had the problem with, with doing stuff on his own since he was tiny. Right. Yeah. And so I, I think it's just a... He always wants to have someone do something with him. Right. Because, like, he really hasn't had a problem if I'm like, hey, bud, you want to go play chess? Yes. Yes. You know, hey, do you want to go do this? Yes. You know, like... <laughs> um. So it's not that he is avoiding other things. Right. He just knee like it's the the playing on your own thing yes um which kaylee firstborn no problem with it yeah avery personality wise no problem with it somewhat yeah for the most part yeah um michael is yeah no i i have to do everything with someone like you know so i i think it's just a i i don't know yeah i don't know so that's i I think i feel both success and failure (laughs) i think it also plays Part of it plays into the situation that we've been in the past six months too. I think part of a hundred percent plays into it once because we are starting our you know getting back into a routine, and I think that helps too. <laughs> right. Well, and, and he's never tired right now. Yeah, that's we're not true. doing enough stuff. Right. You know. So like, um, yeah, he has endless energy <laughs> and, and for real. All right, uh, family time. Family time this week. We had talked about, you know, I was trying to think, we named like four different movies that were like, no, we need to watch this as a family. And I cannot remember. I mean, I know there's the Phineas, the Candace, Phineas and Ferb movie that we were going to watch. And, but I think it was that we mentioned, because we're, you know, kind of getting into fall holiday season. We were like, you know what? We really want to watch The Grinch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the Peanuts movie. But that'd be fun to do this week, just to make some cookies and um, watch one of those fun movies, just getting into the holidays. I realize we're not like a sit down and watch a movie. We family. have not been. Like, as like, much as we plan to. Like that, I know. You know, like, we're just not super. Now, going to the movies, yeah. the theater's starting to open up and things yes. like that, like, um, I could see us going to the movies. Yes, definitely. Like, I, if there was something that all of us. Yeah, there's just nothing see, but, out right now. But, yeah. Um, for me, I'm just putting chess again. Yeah. I've enjoyed playing with Michael. Yes. Now I need the other two to play with me. Maybe so. does. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so, Michael will play you over and over and over. Yeah, all day long. <laughs> so I, I, and he's getting pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm enjoying doing that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. How are you relaxing this week? Um, I'm still continuing. Um, we, we got really busy last week. I did start my book, the Risen Motherhood book. I read the first couple of chapters. It's very good, but I would like to continue that this week. And I have not played the piano. I played the piano for like the first time in two or three weeks last week. And it was, it felt good to get back into that. Um, but yeah, those are the things I got going nice. on. For me, surprise, surprise, it's going to be a video game. <laughs> um, I got the new Marvel Avengers game yes. and I am having a blast with it. Yes, and you are. And so um, even though like the reviews are mixed and I, it's because of, it's dumb. <laughs> um, they, basically, they they marketed, they well, they didn't, but people started saying, hey, this is going to be like this kind of game mm-hmm. and comparing it to things like destiny whether i don't know if this even <laughs> registers with people but uh and they didn't really do anything to combat that marketing and so when it came out that part of it was probably the weakest part of the game uh. and so a, a lot of people were like oh you know it's trash or this or that but then you know i sat down and i played the whole thing through uh for the most i like i've done the main part there's all this tons of other stuff to do and i was like this game is 
really, really good. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, really good, except that one little part. And I was like, it's a shame that they're kind of getting negative because of that media one media <laughs> because of that one part that really is not a major part of the game and so it's um yeah so i i'm enjoying it i'm gonna play more of it i think that's gonna actually become my second game so it'll be like <laughs> destiny i play with all the boys and marvel avengers will be my i mean who how can you not love flying around a store or <laughs> iron man or black black widow i think is my favorite right now mm-hmm. she's she, she plays like uh batman a little bit with oh. all the gizmos and gadgets and so yeah, uh, that's that's what I'll be doing in yeah. my downtime. All right, uh, anything else? I don't think so. Is your heart clear? Yes. All right, so uh, we thank everyone for listening, all that kind of stuff. If you want to share it, that's awesome. Share it, write a review, all that kind of good stuff. And if you want to support it in other ways, we always have like our favorite family games and things like that down in the description, and it's it's like Amazon affiliate links. So mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. And to sign us off, are you ready? I'm ready. Why was the king only a foot tall? I don't know why. Because? Wait, do you know? No. Oh, because he was a ruler. Uh, (laughs) Nice one. All right. Good night, everybody. Or goodbye. (laughs) Good night, everybody. (laughs) 